Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dot listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and my other friend, Dr. Alex Andrade. And today we want to talk about laughter. And um, one of the episodes I was listening to from NPR was all about laughter. And when uh, casually we were conversing before we start this session, I was telling my friends that it was very interesting episode um, that I listened to. And it was about a scientist um, from London, England, that uh, was researching on laughter and uh, he, she actually grew up in a family that laughter was a big thing in um, their growing up. And she was many times observing her parents rolling on the floor and laughing. And that took me to actually a book I was reading about Dr. Buscolio, who was uh, from Italy and he was a professor in Southern California and was uh, the professor of love. And he was teaching love and it was very interesting because this professor, when um, he went to meet the head of the department and they asked him, what do you want to teach? He says, love, they laughed. And he goes, let's see how it goes. And then they risk and actually they accepted him to teach a course called love. And then as soon as they opened up their um, catalog for students to pick their choices, 400 people enrolled in the the class that he was teaching, they couldn't even actually get the kids, uh, the students in. There was the number was so high. But anyways, to make the story short, uh, one of the things he actually shares is that uh, he grew up in a family also that laughter was a big thing. And he always remembered his mother rolling on the floor from crazy laughing that, um, you know, she was uh, having. And she, he said that taught us a lot in life. And he grew up with love, laughter. And then when I was listening um, to this episode, um, there's a scientist, actually neuroscientist called Sophie Scott from England, that she actually grew up in the similar situation in the family where the laughter was a big part of uh, their growing up. And they were actually... Um, bringing volunteers to a room and then put the recorder of the laughter and then see how they react with their laughters. And then they were recording different types of laughters and they did um, so many recordings of more than 1000 people, the burst of laughter. And then they took those bursts, they added together from 24 uh, countries all over the world. And when they were actually bringing volunteers to listen these bursts of laughters, they could correctly guess whether this was between the relationship that was very close, that was formal, that was fake laughter, that was what, and all of that. And it shows how our brain can pick this. So that was the whole uh, beginning of our conversation when I was listening to this. And then I thought maybe today we can talk about laughter and how important laughter is in our life, how our brain processes it. And I just wanted to see how you guys are thinking about this. So this was my beginning uh, introduction of um, what Alex and I were thinking at the beginning of our conversation. Are you saying that people can detect fake laughter? <laughs> yes. Just from a recording, like not even seeing them? Yes, actually, they said you don't need to even see people. And then they were actually putting some of these laughters, um, the recording ones, and they were just saying, okay, this is this relationship, this is this. And people can pick that. That was the most interesting part of this research, that how our brain can pick the difference between different laughter. What did they talk about? This may be taking you a little off, but did they talk about laugh tracks on TV, on sitcoms, how they plug that in? That Actually, they were me. putting some of the uh, episodes from different uh, um, serials of TV. And they were saying, like, for example, this episode from um, 
Seinfeld that um, seemed like a very fake laughter because when they put some of these recording laughters, it seems like you know, pretty much the same over laughing uh, on TV episodes. So it was very interesting conversation. I thought maybe today um, we can talk about different relationships, the importance of laughter in our life, uh, the importance of having fun. So we can actually plug in so many things into this um, laughter thing. That's so funny too. I have a good friend who actually can recognize when I'm, I'm laughing fake, she calls it my like fake laugh. And it's so funny because I don't, until she told me that I never realized that there's like this difference. And I think it's one of those things. If, if you really pay attention uh, in regards to what you know about somebody, then you can tell when it's like a fake laugh. And then, so over the years I've caught it and, and I might even do it today. So if I do it today, I apologize, but uh, it's usually authentic laugh when I'm talking with you guys. But one of the things I notice that I'll do when I'm, when I'm fake laughing, I'll also say it's funny. I'm like, Oh, that's funny. And think about it. If something's funny, you shouldn't have to say it's funny. You're just going to laugh at it. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'm acknowledging it, but then at the same time, it's not funny where it, it brings out an authentic and true laugh. I'm curious, do, do either of you have a fake laugh? Has anyone ever said like you're doing a courtesy laugh? Uh, what's that been like for you guys? I think I do have polite laugh. Like if uh, somebody says something, obviously, uh, you know, sometimes you laugh from your belly. Mm. That's a true laugh. But sometimes you just want to be polite and laugh. I have to pay more attention. Actually, uh, this morning before we meet, I was uh, talking to one of my friends and I was actually talking about this, um, you know, episode that I was listening to. And it was very interesting. What I heard was that, oh, I do fake laugh many times, especially with people that they love when they joke they want to hear laughter. And, and it was interesting for me. I thought laughter is something natural you do. But then also that took me to the lifestyle and the way you were raised. You're raised in a serious family. You're raised in a family that they joke a lot and just took me to many scenarios in my life that I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I remember the night that the, we had some people that they were laughing so much between themselves and we were sitting like a strangers listening to them laughing, you know what I mean? It was like, you just sort of bring all these memories that at the time you were sort of like, what are they talking about? They're sitting here, they laugh among themselves and joke around. And I feel like I'm a stranger sitting here listening to them. But then I thought that is so interesting. I could have just get involved and laugh with them, but I was sort of observing them and um, sort of like a strange situation that how come they don't, you know, realize that they're just laughing among themselves? Is it polite? Is it, what are they doing? So, I mean, it took me to many situations in my personal life that all, all of a sudden they all came to me, you know? Well, that uh, brings up a real good point. Like where people are laughing, they're included in whatever is going on and they're united and together. And if anybody else is there and they're not, not in on it, then it does feel like a, an extreme exclusion. And it's kind of weird too. Did you guys see that movie, The Big Lebowski? Oh, I love that movie. And do you remember that one side day? Have you seen that movie? I haven't. There's a scene there where there's a couple of people who are, on phone and they're laughing and they're kind of laughing with each other and jeff bridges is there too do you remember that alex that scene say, say more yeah say more about the scene well and they're laughing and and it's just kind of this odd and weird laugh and the kind of giggling and laughing those two other people and jeff bridges isn't included but it just gave off this the way it was filmed it gave off this impression of it it's kind of odd and weird mm -hmm. in a way that they're off in their own little cell and like it's kind of impenetrable and he yeah. just took off from there and i would know this uh, this part that you're just saying and i experienced at the time when i was thinking about that i thought you know 
probably to me was impolite. You know what I mean? I was just switching the, you know, my thinking about that. And at the time I remember, I was just thinking, you know how you put yourself into other people's shoes or you think if I was there, what would I have said? You know, just like when I start speaking um, Persian or Farsi in front of uh, other people and I have to, I always translate to make sure people understand what's going on as a polite gesture. And right there, I was thinking, I wouldn't have done that. I would just say, hey, you know, by the way, we're laughing about this, you know. So even if I I wouldn't laugh because I wasn't part of whatever is going on in their mind or taking them back to many other things that they're laughing so crazy with each other. I thought I would definitely say why we are laughing. You know what I mean? It just took me to so many things psychologically, how our brain works, how, you know, we sometimes even get um, angry. Or sometimes we we feel like this is an odd situation. What are they talking about? How come, you know, they don't include at least people who are out there observing them? So anyways, I just wanted to see what you guys think and where does take you, uh, you know, in your memories? It's funny too, like that, that I, even as you described it, that I was thinking about that feeling when you, you walk up and people are laughing. And then when they say, hey, come here, come here. We're telling that story. Remember that one time you were there and you're like, oh my God. And you just like, you get excited and you feel so included. And yeah. even if it's like going back in the story a little bit, no, 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 no. Tell that one part, tell that part that you were there. And people, I, I feel like that's the most, that's that's the, one of the greatest sense of inclusion that you can have. And, and yeah. you'll like almost like start laughing, almost like want to like, It'd be great to do an experiment like that and see, like, uh, just, just knowing that you're invited to, you know, join in the story, you know, there, it, there's a, a joke to it or a laugh at the end and just, you know, how good that feels. It's definitely yeah. something that uh, I think can grab somebody. I wanted to go back to, to the question, Daniel, do you have a fake laugh or does somebody, uh, uh, you know, have ever, anyone's ever called you out on your laughing like that? Yeah, well, I remember when I was younger, that somebody called me out. This was last week, by the way. <laughs> well, every day you're younger. I was uh, a little younger last week than I am this week. <laughs> now, I remember when I was younger, this was several years ago, just for clarification purposes. Somebody had said, oh, Dan, yeah, he always laughs at everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt bad about that. I felt like, oh, God, I just because my effort was just trying to get along and I want people to feel comfortable if they tell a joke even if i don't think it's that funny i try to find something humorous about it and laugh and i think that's a lot better than just having no response or going ha ha very funny or whatever so i i do i think i have a polite laugh like what you're talking about side day and i think it's can be appropriate too i don't know do you guys think it's appropriate to have a fake laugh or a polite laugh i think so Because, you know, just like, I think this is part of, I don't know, I'm just thinking, this is, uh, you know, thinking out loud, just like any communication part of being polite, being proper, I think, especially when the relationship is not like you may say to someone who's very close to you, oh, that wasn't that funny, or I don't think, I mean, I don't think you hurt anybody's feeling if you're that uh, close to someone. But for people who are a little in distance, I think you just do a polite laugh. I mean, I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, it's just like any sort of mannerism that you you just want to respect a person that says something and and wanted to make you feel good so you at least you smile you know yeah i think you, you just yeah you, you, i don't think you plan to have a fake laugh it just kind of yeah, it develops out yeah. of like social like you know it's it's the social etiquette of like yeah. oh you told the joke okay yeah and then i think it comes out in different ways mine mine is very transparent like i said oh it's funny yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's it's uh you're probably not believing me when i say something like that either yeah. What about what about the other extreme? And we can get this when we come back from break. But the other extreme is if somebody says something that's not so funny and you give the extreme laughter response, like you really just go crazy on it. 
What about that? That could be as impolite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think the topic of laughter was uh, so interesting and joyful that the time passed so quickly. We got to our break. We come back and we continue our conversation about laughter. back with Dr. Alexandradi and Dr. Daniel Rockers, uh, two of my colleagues and friends from Tavana organization. Uh, Tavana is a nonprofit organization working with individuals um, in psychological and cultural issues. And um, we are very happy that on Saturday and Sundays from 12 to one o'clock, We have listeners uh, from all over the world that they listen to us. We have podcasts that if you search our title by Culture and Psychology with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Google and our uh, podcasts uh, with title of different topics of psychology or cultural or current issues are on media. So today... Can I jump in on that part? Sure, sure. Just over the weekend, somebody called me who was a good friend from college. And she said, oh, I heard your podcast with the two other doctors. And how did you ever find it? Wow. She said she had been searching through podcasts and just looking for uh, constructive, progressive things and found ours. So that's pretty cool. It was cool to get that feedback. Sure. That was very People are searching and finding. Yeah. So I would uh, really want our listeners to please tell your friends or people you think they benefit from our conversations, which usually is casual. And among casual conversations, we talk about different parts of psychological uh, effects or issues. And we appreciate people who are listening to us. Let us know what they think and what they appreciate uh, so that we can talk more about those things. And also to our listeners that are listening, I want to say a few words in Farsi. Dr. Daniel Rakers and Dr. Alexandra did two of my colleagues podcast در میدیا میتونین بهش گوش بدین زیر عنوان کالچر اند سایکولوژی فرهنگ و روانشناسی و امروز ما داریم راجع به خنده و مزایای اون صحبت میکنیم وی ار بک وذ دی تاپیک اف لافتر اند از وی ور تاکینگ وی اندد اپ وذ فیک لافتر اور دی پولایت لافتر اند آی جاست وانت تو آلسو اد دت The laughter that comes from belly, they say it's such a great effect on your health and in all your organs. And I was telling Alex before you joined Dan that, um, you know, I think there's a psychologist, I'm not sure if it's Dr. Shaster or someone else who talks about uh, if you really want to see the effect of emotions first, and then reaction, like for example, you laugh and then that makes you happy rather than being happy and then laugh. So it was vice versa. And he actually has some research on that, that you know, I was telling Alex that you can get up in the morning and say, today, I wanna really not be serious. And I wanna laugh, I wanna have a good time. And, and that actually tells you, your brain, that you want to change your attitude today and it helps and you will. So how wonderful it is that we get up 
every morning become part of our life that we don't take things so seriously because life altogether is not that serious when you think about it. Everything passes, whether it's stressful, whether it's hard. So sometimes we forget that. And it's a great reminder uh, that in the morning we can get up and tell ourselves, tell our brain that, you know, I want to switch it today. I want to be happy. I want to laugh. So I want to see what you guys think. I want to go back to what Dan was asking earlier too, that, that big fake laugh. Have you done that, Dan? I would love to see you. If not, we're going to go and we're going to, I'm going I'm to be like, do I it. Have Dan. Done it. Do it. Have it's, it's actually kind of fun to do. <laughs> oh man. That's awesome. But you have to be with the right people. Otherwise it ends up being very rude. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's a great, uh, the contrast to have the polite laugh could be socially acceptable and then it can be so rude to, to give the laugh that the person wanted. It's like the exact opposite of what you would think. Yeah, because you start holding your gut and acting like it's really that funny. And yeah. it's it's really quite a, a fun have thing. Have you guys been in this situation? I have been many times because I have some family members that are very funny. And sometimes they're saying something, but because I guess your brain has switched when you are with that person, everything they say, even if it's not really funny, but you laugh. And then sometimes they say, I'm serious. Why are you laughing? And you just laugh because it's coming from that person. So it's, it's, it's so interesting how our brain works, you know? With Toastmasters, I took this module that was giving presentations on humor. And part of the training in that was learning the formula, some of the formulas for humor in speeches and storytelling. It was pretty interesting. I think I may have mentioned it here before, where the, the rule of threes is often used and you'll say one thing and then another thing. And the third thing is an abrupt reversal or a surprise from the first two things. And when you do that, that's a very good formula for introducing laughter or presenting. And what they said is that the comedy or laughter often results from the resolution of tension or the surprise that comes from when somebody says something. So like earlier when I said, yeah, when I was younger, I did Blah, 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 I forget what I said, but something about younger. And then I said, it was, I think it was just last week. And then that was that surprise piece of, because people were thinking, oh, youngers. <laughs> probably pretty old. Nobody's keeping now. track at this point anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> do not make Yeah, I know. I was going to say, that Alex, Dan and I can say that, not you. <laughs> right. You just watch it. You just yeah. watch it. Bro. <laughs> I think a big part of that too is like timing too, uh, you know, in that uh, my cousin, Carlos Rodriguez, he's a comedian and he's told me before too, like being on stage, he, not to rush the jokes. Uh, and when you're nervous, a lot of times you'll maybe talk faster. And so one of the things he's had to really learn, he, he's a fast paced guy as it is. So one of the things he's had to learn is like to stop and let the audience laugh, like to, to give that space for that laugh too. And from what I recall too, he said, it's, it's such a difference too, because again, it feels good to laugh. So if you let the people laugh, you know, you give them, it's like building up almost that anticipation as you continue doing the comedy. Um, so it feels like they're really enjoying it. So it's been interesting because I've seen him grow in that way and noticing how he'll, he'll pause, you know, like you said, those three things, you'll, you'll say the first, you'll say the second, maybe wait half a second longer or a second longer. And then it hits even more. And so it's been so interesting to see him on stage. I've seen him perform several times and just, yeah, there's this ease and flow to it that happens. And so and I think in real life, we sometimes do that too. And, and we don't think about, oh, let me, let me, let me delay it a little bit. Let me, let me time it in this way. I love what you said, Dan. I'm going to use it. When I was young, I think it was last week. I really <laughs> love that. <laughs> I think I can yeah, really you, laugh. And you could add to that by saying, I really can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that was that was so funny. I'm gonna use mm. that. When I was younger, I think it was last week. <laughs> Very uh, funny. Yeah. Funny. That was a that was a good laugh. But I think um one of the good part of this conversation that I started with you guys about the episode I was listening to. It was how laughter can actually 
uh, help you with your well-being. And obviously, just think about it. Even now that we are talking about laughter and we are laughing and we are talking, it just seems like it's timeless. It, it's you. You don't pay attention to time. You're enjoying. It's a pleasant conversation. I mean, think about it. As soon as we start talking about something more serious or sad, our attitude changes. Our, um, you know, so imagine how that affects our health. You know, people who laugh and enjoy and uh, they get up in the morning, they realize that life is not too serious. You know, obviously, when things happen, they're not going to be stressed about instead of having cortisol running into their blood um, stream. They're just sending, um, you know, what is a good hormone? The, uh, the oxytocin, you know. I mean, seriously, just think about the difference uh, between cortisol and oxytocin. I think even the anticipation of like seeing certain people, I was thinking, um, you know, as adults, we think like, what's fun? What do we do? And one of the things people do is, you know, they'll go out to eat, they'll go out to brunch. And uh, a couple of weekends ago, I went and met um, uh, some other psychologists uh, that I know, um, Les Aria and uh, Amir Ramazani. And uh, it was it was fun because I, I remember anticipating, like, we're going to laugh. Like, we're going to laugh. Like, I don't know what's going to be said. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're going to laugh. And it's, it's nice when you even have that anticipation. I think it helps your mood even from the beginning. Like, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And knowing that there's going to be some laughter, some joking, and some play um, versus, you know, if we think, okay, I got to go talk to this person. Um, and either we don't anticipate that or we don't know, we'll sometimes come to a, a different place. I think recently, too, I met with a psychologist um, that Dan connected me with Tim. Uh, and uh, it was funny when I was speaking with him the first time I ever met him, I didn't know what to anticipate, but like even within a few moments, like his sense of humor came out um, and it felt like such a good exchange. And so like, I think it left us both with like a positive feeling where it's like, okay, this, this is fun. This is enjoyable in that way. So yeah, when we can anticipate that, I think it adds to the relationship and the connection even more. Well, Dan, Amir and I, I, it was just the craziest moment whenever three of us were together. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we were without even saying jokes. We were always laughing over little things. And we called ourselves trio. And we were always just laugh together. And I think it's Amir's face with smile all the time, no matter what you say. He just brings a smile to your face and make you just create a pleasant moment. And we laugh together a lot. Now that you mentioned, I'm sure if Dan and I are going to meet Amir again, we're going to laugh a lot. Yeah, I can remember one night where we were laughing so hard, like you talked about, where you're just your stomach hurts and you get to that place where everything is funny you're just in that mode and then anybody can say just about anything however stupid or ridiculous or silly <laughs> and it is like very funny yeah. i think it also means we get into a place in our head where our perspective sees the humor in most everything you know it's a it becomes a place from which we operate and probably there's people who live in that space and they can they can be amused by all of the craziness and nuttiness of life, just whatever it is, and just to see that. And maybe now that I'm talking, that there's a, an equivalent, alternate, darker perspective, and that's the depression. That's the, we land in that place, and then everything we see just looks in that way. What do you guys think of the relationships? Don't you think the relationships that is uh, always with laughter, it's... Uh, it's, it's just uh, such a different relationship, type of relationship that when you're together, you laugh about everything. It's just like um, when you see some people that uh, they're funny and they're humorous, whatever they say, they make you laugh. I think you are in a relationship. Just like as, as an example, I said, Dan, Amir and I, whenever we got together, we would laugh over anything. I think you have created a, um, uh, I don't know, emotional situation among yourself that no matter what you do, you laugh. 
Um, so in different relationships, imagine the relationship that is too serious and there's not much, uh, I, I always uh, connect having fun with um, jokes and laughter too. You know, it's, it's uh, you may have pleasant moments, but when it's included with laughter and jokes, it just adds so much to it, you know? So in relationships that is more fun and more, funny moments and laughter, I think it's, it just lasts more. You don't want to uh, lose that relationship because it just gives so much to your life. Before we go to break, I'd like to say uh, to our listeners that our program is under Culture and Psychology from Radio Bomb.com. And our program is uh, Saturdays and Sundays in English from 12 to 1 o'clock. And we really like to um, invite people that they uh, benefit from our talks, our conversations, uh, to listen to us uh, on Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, and I say something in Farsi to our Farsi listeners. اگه صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد میشنوین من امروز با دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندراده در خدمتون هستیم من سعیده ملک افسلی هستم و روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر ما به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم و برنامه های مختلف روانشناسی رو به صورت معمولی و گفتگو انجام میدیم خواهش میکنم اگه کسانی هستن در منزل که از برنامه ما استفاده میکنن ازشون دعوت کنین برنامه ما رو روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازده تا یکی بعد از ظهر دنبال کنن برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو در مورد خنده ساعت خوش و اثرات مثبتش روی روح و روانمون صحبت میکنیم We're back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrade, two of my colleagues. Uh, this is Saide Malik Absali speaking. We work together at Tavana Organization, a nonprofit organization supporting um, individuals with psychological and cultural issues. And we um, have our program on Saturdays and Sundays for Radio Bomb.com on their culture and psychology at 12 to one o'clock every week. We are talking about laughter and the effects of laughter in our brain, in our hormones and in our well-being, and also having pleasant moments in life. Um, so we are uh, following our conversation about different things that we were talking about colleagues. Daniel, earlier you mentioned, uh, what if uh, somebody doesn't think you're funny and, and maybe the relationship happened to be really close to say that. Uh, I have a good friend uh, named Tony who uh, he is like one of the only people who will tell me when I say something that isn't funny. And I think I always say most of the jokes I say, they're for me. 90% of the jokes, it's just for me to laugh. If somebody else laughs, that's just a coincidence. But Tony will, without hesitation, like oh that's so lame oh that's not funny and i was like man you're just cutting me down and it's funny because even uh, i've had other people kind of comment on my humor and i know a lot of times it's a little cheesy and i'm okay with that but i remember one time being really offended when somebody said i had what was it like uh, dad jokes 
And I don't know why that bothered me. It was, it's like the ultimate level of cheesiness. I think it's just like, a, you, oh, you tell dad jokes. And I was just like, you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I'm not, I, I know I'm cheesy, but I'm not that cheesy. Uh, but yeah, to be able to, to share to, with somebody. Okay. Like that joke is uh, a little lame, a little cheesy. And I know there's like low hanging fruit. Sometimes I'll take a joke. That's just like so obvious and right there, uh, you know, it's like, okay, somebody's got to say it. I'll, I'll jump. I'll say it. Uh, I regret it sometimes. I'm like, all right, it was a little, it was a gimme. It was a gimme. You know, I definitely like to work for the jokes and feel like it's a little bit of effort, a little mental um, kind of exercise too, which I think is a big piece of, of all this formula too. Like you have to be kind of clever enough too, in order to see the humor in something. Sometimes it's very obvious. Sometimes you have to uh, kind of pick at it a little bit to be able to bring out the joke or the humor in it. And so I think it is a skill by no means am I uh, saying I'm at that level where I could be a comedian. Uh, my cousin who does it, he's, he's great at that. It's, it's definitely something he practices. He thinks, he writes, he talks to people. Um, so I think it's one of those things that's just not as natural. I guess along those lines, I was wondering if you guys think it's something that can be like learned or does it have to be there to some degree, uh, especially in relationships? Can you build humor in a relationship? Mm, interesting. I think you can. I think you can build uh, fun and laughter in, in relationship. Um, you know, if you really are having a good time with the person you're with and you like that person, you want to do that. But if someone triggers your, you know, other things in you, obviously it's hard. So you have to watch who you are with, you know. Um, and and I always wonder what is it that some people are so quick in immediately say something funny, but some people have to process. Even when people are saying jokes. Some people say it so funny and the same joke somebody else can say as, as, and it's not as funny. You know what I mean? It's just the way people say it. Some people have dry sense of humor. Some people don't, you know, and, and it's just different types of humor and different types of people who actually say it the way they say it. So when I talk about this, I always bring different people uh, they come to me as they all are humorous, they all are funny, but in a different way, you know? So I think laughter also can be real laugh, but in a different way. And um, I wanna go back to the science of how our neurons work and how immediately our brain can pick so many things in a second that when Alex said something, for example, he meant this, or if Dan says this, he probably means that because we have some backgrounds from each other, you know? It is impressive just how our mind can interpret all of that information instantaneously. And then even with humor too, being able to separate it out from maybe the norm or what is expected. And even like you said, even in that relationship, to build from that past, knowing that, you know, this is Dan's sense of humor, this is Saide's sense of humor. And so it's so interesting how we can learn and recognize those patterns, but then also too, we can be surprised, you know, it's not when we connect with somebody, it's not the same thing being said every single time. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the, the newness of it, the, the creativity of it. Uh, the spontaneity of it. And so it's so it's fascinating too. It's like, it, it can be, fresh, it can be new, and it can be so enjoyable in that way. And I think it, that's something that definitely helps sustain those connections and those relationships. And do you like your, go ahead? I like your question, Alex, about didn't you ask if it can be learned? Mm -hmm. or that mm -hmm. you said, hey, mm -hmm. uh, it, was Alex. it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> I was a lot She's younger. using it. I love it. She's using it. She look at her. Look at her. I, that's a comedy hour. I Here we go. that. <laughs> And so right there's the answer to the question. Yep. Can it be learned? <laughs> How very quickly I picked up on that and injected that. I really didn't know how to respond at that point. I was about to say, oh, very funny. Yeah. <laughs>
No, I no, really, I really like that. That's why I want to use I, it from now on. I did. I think it's clever. It's very clever. You're giving her tools, Daniel. You're giving her tools. <laughs> She's using them against Watch you. Watch how I'm going to use it from now on. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, there's always that when you were younger type of a thing. <laughs> what? Here's the question I have that our earlier conversation sparked is what if you're working on learning it or just doing it, doing humor, and you end up saying something that is offensive or doesn't fall correctly? How, you know, when we're talking about learning it, I thought, yeah, and you have to have some resilience to keep hanging in even when you botch it. Yeah. But what do you, how do you recover when you botch it? What are your thoughts on that? I'm not sure if this is directly answering the question. It reminds me of my cousin this weekend. She went to see the um, comedian, actor, podcast guy, Joe Rogan. And yeah. one of the things that they did in going to the show is they have these bags and you have to put your phone in this bag and they like seal it. And so you can't access your phone during you know the whole show. And the thing that was interesting about that is when the comedians um, were on stage, they were like, look, this is this is comedy. We're going to say raunchy things. We're going to say things that are offensive. We're going to say things that you don't like. And maybe you don't even think are funny, but it's it's not, you know, with, with what's going on in the world, you know, things being used against a person that are meant to be funny. It's like, no, this is it was almost like this is our art. This is our craft. And in that can be some crudeness, things that are, are harsh and maybe offensive, but that can still be humorous. And that actually diffuses some of the sting with those things. Uh, and so I think it's so interesting, too. It's like one people have to protect against that. And, I, and the other reason why I think they do that is because it's their intellectual property. You know, people can record anything nowadays and then just post it. And it's like, well, why go see the comedy show if you can just watch it on YouTube? So I think it's partially intellectual property, but also too, like, you know, it's, it's kind of sad where that can be used as ammunition. Oh, look, he said this one, uh, you know, really mean thing or this really inappropriate thing. And if you take it out of context, probably, and you don't, you know, build the structure around it, it can look even worse, maybe. And maybe it was crude, and maybe it was a little offensive. But sometimes too, there can be humor in those things. And so yeah, I think it's interesting along those lines. I think the offensiveness is a part of it. There's a little brashness that comes with comedy sometimes and with jokes, that makes you laugh. There's that grain of truth. And sometimes that that truth is a little hard too. Mm -hmm. But going back to the question of somebody learning it, and doing that, you're probably gonna, I mean, it's like learning anything new, it's trial and error and failure. But do you, I guess, along those same lines, do you hold that to the person? Do you hold that against the person in the way of like, oh, look, you should have known better versus, okay, look at yeah, the poor taste. Like, I, you know, I see what you're trying to do, but poor taste or yeah, you got to work on that one, um, which can be that constructive feedback, which learns, which is learning and growing and development versus if you just say, you said something offensive, you're done, stop trying to be funny or never tell jokes again. I mean, that's going to be like, okay, well then, you know, uh, how's anyone going to try or learn or grow in that way? Well, in what way does that relate to our the current atmosphere where it seems like everyone is so easily wounded and offended and quick to call people down mm -hmm. on things? Is that different or the same? I think it's, yeah, I think it's what's happening in the world right now. And so it's, I think it's hard you have to measure how you're joking. And I, I think it's always being aware of your audience too, um, being aware of who you're talking to and how that can be perceived, um, which is another layer of awareness that is required in being funny and in laughing. You know, if you're, you guys gave the example earlier too, if you're with a group of your friends and you're laughing and somebody's kind of on the outskirts that could feel very isolating to that person, even maybe directed at that person. Mm -hmm. Um, where, like I said, even that feeling of being included and be like, Hey, come here. We're telling this joke like that, that direct invitation, that person, uh, can feel more welcome and more accepted. And I think people can struggle in general right now, maybe a little off topic. People struggle with that feeling of being excluded to the point where they can get, upset, angry, and frustrated with others where there's just like, okay, you're doing something wrong versus having to 
take that effort to be included, you know, be like, hey, 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 hold on, what joke are you guys selling? Like, what's going on over here? You know, and so um, to invite yourself into that, especially if it's somebody, you know, and even if it's not, you're just like, you guys look like you're on fun over here. I, I want to know what you guys are talking about, or I want to laugh too. Like, you know, I want some it, of that. yeah, it might go well, it might not. But, you know, if you sit there and say nothing, then nothing's probably going to happen. I like that, Alex. You know, I think this was a great actually learning for me that partly you have to take responsibility yourself too, right? So you say, hey, hey, you guys, wait a minute. Well, I want to laugh too. You know what I mean? You just break that and you become part of it. So that was a great point that many times we don't realize that we can break that ourselves too. So just put ourselves into their group by saying something and say, hey, I don't want to be a stranger. I want to be part of this laughter. I'm, I love to laugh. So right now I feel like you just opened something else for me. So two things I learned today and I laughed. One was the dance that I'm going to use all the time. <laughs> when I was young, it was last week. <laughs> And then Alex says that if I feel like I'm not included, include myself. And there are some people I think that do that so well, too. I think that's even a skill. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I think there are some people who naturally do that. Yeah. But no, I mean, I think it's, it's you know, we could try to do that. Yeah, no, this is great. And, and you know, just think about it, that how we can make our life easier and better just to get up every morning and say, hey, I don't want to take things seriously because bottom line, when you really think about it, life is not that serious. Why do we make it so serious? I think it's just all this anxiety, all this antidepressant medications people are using. Granted, there are bumps on the road that sometimes if you um, don't realize and don't validate, they think, you know, oh gosh, you don't even know what's going on. Yes, we do. But I'm just saying that it's easy to fall into it and drag yourself down. But when you don't have a control over, when this is what it is, then isn't it better to just all of a sudden wake up and say, Hey, I want to make myself, you know, I, I want to make my life happier. I want to make it because I know even today, if I tell myself that from now on, I want to include myself, I want to laugh more, I know we are capable of doing it. So why not really start our day by saying, you know, what a beautiful day, what a, you know, good day I'm going to have. We always talk about this, but when you look at the mirror, uh, look at you and, and just say, hey, you know, you're such a good looking person. <laughs> it's just, just tell yourself that <laughs> whether you are or not, it's just seriously, I mean, you, you guys may laugh at this, but when you like yourself, life becomes different. You, you feel like, you know, you like other people too. And I think in that regard too, knowing that, reminding ourselves that people like us, that we have friends, because sometimes we can struggle to like ourselves or we can feel, you know, as though we have value or that, you know, we're important. And I think sometimes recognizing that people in our lives are putting effort and energy into knowing us and connecting to us. I often find sometimes people will say, oh, I, you know, haven't talked to anybody. I feel so disconnected. Um, you know, and, and I ask them, I go, well, when's the last time you, you sent somebody just like a random text or a phone call? And I, I try to practice that. Like I'll text a friend, Hey, hope you're having a good day. And, you know, I, maybe that's partially me wanting to receive that, but it's like, well, if I can't experience that directly, let me give it to somebody else. And because that might land for them in the way that I hope it land for me. And even sometimes it's nice to get that response back. Thanks, you too. Just knowing that there is that connection there. And again, I think that's uh, that's the whole point of laughter is to feel connected to others. And, and we do that when we get together and we tell jokes about things that happen and things that were funny, um, as well as even when we're together, you know, uh, in a new situation, we're looking for that that fun, that enjoyment in that way. We're open to it. And like you're mentioning, Saida, even being open to the day coming with joy and laughter and, and fun in that way. 
Right. And uh, also, as you were talking, Alex, I was just thinking, we don't have to say much. Uh, sometimes people, you meet people that they're silent, but there's something about their face is open. You know, they have a smile. They may not say much, but when you look at them, you it's just pleasure meeting them, sitting with them. They don't have to say much, but um, they just give you that uh, vibe that they, you know, you like them, they like you, uh, or somehow in the, in that silence moment, silent moment, you feel connection. So it's, it's just so much to talk about these little things that how the brain works, how the chemistry works, how our connection works. Um, so obviously, um, laughter is a big piece in relationship, but many times just uh, just a simple smile can um, can just attract people to each other. You know, we um, were actually a couple of nights ago, we were sitting with a group of friends and everybody was telling their stories about how they met. And it was so funny that um, th there's a young couple, Alex, your age, that they were talking about how they met. And it was so interesting and funny. We laughed so much about that because the guy was saying, I was seeing this woman, they both are now married, but I, I always thought, wow, how could I you know, connect with this person from a distance? I really liked her and I was seeing her in different occasions. And then the woman was exact same thing and was saying, I was just looking at this man and I was just thinking, I hope he says something. I hope he comes, you know, to forward. And it was funny how many times they were thinking the same, but none of them realized the other person is even looking at them. You know, probably their uh, looking wasn't happening at the same time. So the other person was saying, I was just thinking, he doesn't even look. He hasn't even seen me. I exist. And the other person was thinking about the same thing. And they were fun saying funny things about what was going on in their head that one was thinking, oh, I may just go pass by him and drop my phone. So he picks <laughs> up the phone and he starts the, the conversation. And the other person was saying, so maybe I can go close and just act like I didn't see her, but sort of touch her and then say, oh, I'm so sorry. And I started <laughs> the conversation. We were laughing so oh, hard hilarious. about each of them sincerely sharing exactly what was going on in their mind and what the girl was just saying that I was actually sharing with my mom that this is a guy I see here and there and I don't know how to start the conversation with him and this was the funniest thing because the mother being from the other generation was suggesting some funniest thing oh, yeah. <laughs> that it was just creating such a um, you know pleasant moment thinking what was going on at the same time so that was that was really fun yeah that's awesome. Those, those are always great. I feel like those origin stories of relationships sometimes can be ones that people really, really laugh and connect with. And yeah, definitely can be something that sustains, you know, that relationship in, in so many ways, the laughter, the humor. And so, yeah. yeah, no, really. And then it was so funny because then the guy that night was saying, okay, tonight I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do because you gave me so much credit in front of people to how much you loved meeting me. <laughs> So we got to the last part and um, we are going to, as usual, finalize and sum up our conversation. So we start with Dr. Daniel Rockers. My point would be something that I said earlier, which is see how you can be amused by things during your day-to-day -day life. Just look for things to be amused by. It's a stance we can take and it makes life a lot more pleasant. And I would say probably... Uh... Kind of what I mentioned earlier as well, that idea of, you know, try to, and again, it's not always easy, but, you know, even trying to, you know, 
invite yourself to be a part of the joke, uh, to, you know, join the laughter in those small ways. Uh, or even, you know, if, if you're feeling that's something that you're, you're wanting or yearning for, even with a, a friend or family member, you know, just start the conversation with that. Hey, remember that time, you know, that, that funny thing happened or remember that time we were all being silly and this happened. And, you know, that might spark the rest of the conversation It's feeling good versus if this, how are you, what are you doing? What's going on? Like start with that laughter. Those other things will follow. I would say a great warm up when you're meeting people is a joke, even it's just simple joke. But uh, from today, what I learned was um, one from Daniel Rockers that many times during the show, I said that <laughs> I'm going to use that and laugh about it and remember Dan uh, who said it. Um, which was when I was young, uh, just last week. <laughs> and then also, Alex, I loved what you said, that um, if you're not included in a conversation, in a laughter, um, we, you enter a place and you, you see a couple of friends are sitting, talking, laughing, just include yourself. You know, I'm going to do that from now on if that happens, um, which usually doesn't. But, um, you know, I thought you're going to laugh at this. <laughs> uh, but anyways, no, seriously, um, life is not too serious. I want to say enjoy it and um, look at each, each thing in life as something you can um, make something fun out of it. And I know you're going to listen to this and say, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. I see that because we deal with people with so many issues, but seriously, when you think about it, everything is going to go by. And if you don't have a control over, uh, just let it be. So with that, I want to thank my friends and my colleagues, Dr. Alexandra and Dr. Daniel Rockers for our show today. And I want to invite our listeners to listen to our conversation on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock on their culture and psychology from Radio Bombdot. Thank you and have a wonderful um, night. And we're going to come back tomorrow to um, talk about another topic or continue our conversation. Yeah. <laughs>
رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا